Good morning, New Covenant Church family, friends. Uh, thank y'all for joining us on this snowy Central Texas snow day. Uh, church service is going to look a little different today, but that's okay. Uh, my name is Cody Leach. I am the area director for Lampasas County Young Life, and I truly thank you for joining us online today. Uh, please join me in a prayer. Dear Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you that you are the great and almighty, Father. We just thank you that the words spoken today, Father, and the time that we have with you today is cherished, Father, that you just show up and you reveal yourself to us and you work through us, Father. I just thank you for everyone who's watching today, Father, and everyone that's uh, a part of this body, Father. I just thank you for this opportunity and I thank you that you are just going to bless them today. Uh, so this morning, I would like to actually start off with a little update on Lampasas County Young Life. Um, I would like to start off by telling you how we got involved, me and my wife. Uh, back in 2017, uh, May of 2017, we were approached about being the area directors for Young Life. I uh, wasn't real sure what Young Life was, but once we started exploring it and just really seeing how the mission of Young Life is to be like Christ and just to meet students right where they were, we truly fell in love and we knew that God was calling us to that. Uh, Young Life in Lampasas at that time had been about six months without a area director, and so it was kind of a reboot time. It was a time that we could start from the ground level and work our way up. At that time, there was two students that really taught me and my wife what Young Life was and what it meant to Lampasas. Uh, I'm so thankful for those students. Uh, our first event had 24 kids, uh, and then from there, it just kind of, it was like a mountain range. It went up and down. We started off with regular clubs. Uh, what our clubs are is really where we just meet the students right where they're at, play music, games, and then we're going to do a talk at the end about Jesus, about his love for them. Uh, moving forward, uh, the next school year, we really started booming. We started getting to know more students. Uh, we Our events started to grow. We started to outgrow our house when we had a Bible study and stuff like that. So God has just truly blessed uh, us with these students wanting to learn about him. Uh, right now, approximately, our leader team, which is a team of six adults, knows 135 students by name at the Lampasas High School and the Lamita High School combined. Uh, we're talking approximately 1,200 students total between both high schools, so right now we're a little over 10% of knowing these students by name. Uh, when COVID hit this past year, uh, ministry didn't stop, but it changed. We started doing more online stuff. We started meeting in smaller groups. We started uh, ministering out on disc golf courses. Uh, anything we could do to spend time with a student to make that relationship point towards Christ, we tried to do. Uh, God showed up in mighty ways. Uh, we've seen in the 20s on Zoom calls. Uh, we've had a few events this school year that we reached over 40 students at. So he's really opened up the doors in order for us to get to know these students and to enter in relationships with them. We are a nonprofit organization, so we are supported by churches like New Covenant. Uh, we also have a couple other churches here in Lampasas that support us. 
but we also have our biggest donations coming from individuals. Uh, individuals that have heard our story, have heard what we're trying to do, or have witnessed these students growing in their faith with Christ. Uh, if you would like to get involved with either supporting us or as a leader, a volunteer leader, uh, please reach out to me. Um, you can get my information from our Lampasas County Young Life website, our Facebook. Uh, you can call New Covenant Church. Uh, you can approach me. Either way, we'll get you uh, the information you need, and we would love to sit down with you and to talk about it with us. Um, <laughs> today, um, my message is going to be on how do you know her? How do we see Christ? Uh, just like any Young Life event, we like to call it a journey because we're going to explore the Word today. We're going to explore what Christ has for us. So pull up, get ready, get your cup of coffee, hot cocoa, uh, blanket, all that staying warm on this winter day, and let's get ready to explore the Word. Uh, real quick, before we dig into the message, I would like to give a couple of announcements for New Covenant Church. Uh, the first one being uh, youth Tonight is canceled. Uh, Spark next Wednesday, or this coming Wednesday, is postponed. Uh, we should be starting back up the following Wednesday. But uh, tune in to New Covenant's Facebook, website, uh, email, whatever we can get that information out to you on, we will to let you know for sure when Spark is starting back up. Uh, but uh, So let's go ahead and go on our journey. Let's explore God's Word today. The first verse that I would like to look at today is in John chapter 1, 45 through 46. Right here, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him who Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. So right away, Nathaniel had his doubts before he even met Jesus because of the town that he came from. When we think about our outlook on Jesus, what kind of misconceptions do we have? What kind of point of views do we have that may not exactly line up with who Christ is? Where do we get these misconceptions from? Maybe it's from the movies. Maybe it's from books, people our families, um, even our own thoughts can change our viewpoint on who we see Jesus as. Um, I want to look at one aspect this morning of how the world has influenced us. And maybe not the world so much as our nation and our country has influenced us. Um, I would like to look at this first image of Jesus here. Who grew up with an image similar to this where it's this blue-eyed, brown hair, almost Caucasian-looking Jesus. Now, Jesus was from the Middle East. So, if we think about that, does that really line up with who he is or what he looks like? Uh, looking at this second image compared to the first, this is probably a more accurate vision of what Jesus would look like. Uh, the world has shaped our image of what Jesus would look like, what he looks like. Uh, and we can even look back in the Bible and see where the Jews had a misconception of Jesus. 
whenever they heard about the Messiah, they heard the prophets talking about this great and mighty Messiah, this Savior coming, they pictured something totally different. They pictured this ruler, this king, coming back with a mighty sword who was going to forcefully take over kingdoms, who was forcefully going to establish his kingdom on this earth. But that was a misconception. Jesus didn't have those intentions. Though he did have his intentions to establish his kingdom, it was not by force. It was by ways of love. So what if we allowed Jesus to shape our image? If we continue on and look at John 1, 47 through 49... Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the king of Israel. See, Nathaniel had something right here. He had a personal encounter, a personal moment with Jesus. He had a revelation of who Jesus is. Jesus showed him personally. Jesus revealed who he was to Nathaniel, which changed his mind, his heart, to really know who Jesus is. Have you had your meeting with Jesus? Have you had your moment with Jesus where He personally showed you who He was? Have you allowed Him to reveal Himself to you? Before you answer those questions, I would like to go to another passage. I'd like to go to John chapter 4, 7-18. through This is the woman at the well. So, Jesus is on a journey here. He's going to Galilee. And instead of doing what most Jews did and go around Samaria, he decided to go through Samaria. So then he runs into this woman at a well. Now, let me explain to you this situation we've got going here. So, Jesus being a Jew has nothing to do with these people. Jews didn't interact with these people. Jews didn't go to this country, so they wouldn't have to encounter one. They went around it. They would add to their journey, to their trip, just to avoid a situation. Have you ever went around something to avoid a situation? But Jesus was so, so different. He revealed himself in so many different ways that we sometimes can't understand. See, this woman wasn't even accepted by her own people. But yet, Jesus, sitting by a well, approaches her and asks for a drink of water. And of course, her first reaction was shock. Why is this man talking to me? Why is this Jew approaching me? We don't have dealings with them. But that's just like Jesus to meet us right where we are, regardless of who we are. 
That's just like Jesus to kind of shake up things a little bit. To take our conceptions and our mindset and our points of view rattle them just a little. So, let's focus on the woman just a little bit further here for a minute. She wasn't accepted by her own people because of what she did. She showed up at the well at noon, the sixth hour, in order to avoid having interactions. Why would she do that? She wasn't accepted. She wasn't loved on. She wasn't approached. She was probably mocked. She was probably talked about. And she just didn't want to deal with that. But to her surprise, this man, this loving man, would be at the well that day. The hot, hot, hottest part of the day in the desert area, because we're talking the Middle East, and this Jew asked her for a drink. So I can't help but think, in her mind, questions arise. Who's this man that talks to me? Why is he talking to me? What does he want from me? Isn't that just kind of like our own mindsets? Is The first approach is always, what does somebody want? What do they want from me? There's got to be a hidden agenda here. So if we go further into this and we look at John chapter 4, verses 19 through 26, the woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you're a prophet. Our fathers worship on this mountain, but you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem you will worship the, the Father. You worship for what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit. And those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. And the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us things. And Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. So right there in that moment, in this conversation, in this personal moment, Jesus reveals himself to the woman at the well. I who speak to you am he. So she already knew of the prophets. She already knew of the message of the Christ coming. And he revealed to her in that personal moment, it is I. The woman originally thought he was a prophet. To think that he was a prophet means that she recognized that there was something different about Jesus. But Jesus doesn't want us to just stop there. He wants us to encounter with him. He wants to encounter with us. He wants to meet us where we are 
And he can have that personal moment with us. John 4.25, the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. He is the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Then right there, Jesus had that moment with her. Revealed. So she is quoting, she is quoting the prophets from the Old Testament here, in a sense, because she's heard these stories, she's heard about these moments when Jesus would come back, and in an instant, he showed her in the moment his true self. That personal conversation. Jesus is calling all of us to that personal relationship. And when we're called into that personal relationship or that personal conversation like this woman is, what do people around us think? Let's explore the disciples right here for just a moment. Jesus is at the well having a conversation with the woman that was against the grain, that was against what was supposed to be being done. So then the disciples in chapter John 4:27 just then his disciples came back they marveled that he was talking with a woman but no one said what do you seek or why are you talking with her but i can't help but to think in their minds they were affected they didn't understand why he does the things he does Why does Jesus turn everything upside down? We don't understand it. But through that moment, a bit of the kingdom was revealed to them of how Jesus loves everyone and meets everyone right where they are. Meanwhile, the the woman left the well and started witnessing in her town. She had spent time with Jesus. She had been re- had a revelation of who He was. Experienced His love. Experienced Him as a person. As a part of the Trinity. And through her testimony, many believed. So if we look in John chapter 4, verses 39 through 42, many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, but for what, for we have heard ourselves, for ourselves. And we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. So when Jesus takes that moment with you or me, with us, and we go spread his message, his gospel, his truth, Many may believe, but then the miraculous thing happens where they can hear from Him. So it's no longer what we say, it's what Jesus 
says to them. It's the time that they get to spend in the loving arms of our Savior. Whenever Jesus had the moment with the woman at the well, she changed. See, when I started this, we talked about how she wasn't accepted by her own people. But the moment she had an encounter with Christ and she believed and she changed from the inside outward, her town accepted her a little bit, at least enough to hear of the message of Christ. The difference made in the woman's life by spending the time with Jesus. So let me ask you a question today. Have you had your revelation of who Jesus truly is? Has Jesus told you who He is? Has He told you what He's like? Has He told you the details about Him? What He cares about? What He sees in you? What He wants to do through you? Jesus wants to spend time with all of us. Just like when He spent time with the woman at the well, He wants to have that interaction with you. So have you had your moment at the well? Allow Him to have space in your life to tell you who He is. Not who we think He is, but so we know so we know who He is coming from Him, the source. I encourage everyone this week, maybe it's today on this winter day that we don't want to go outside in this nasty cold weather, to take a little time, pull out the Bible, go into your prayer spot, and really, truly spend time with Jesus and have your moment at the well. Have that time this week that He can show you who He is. Join me in prayer, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank You for today, Father. We thank You that You do reveal Yourself to us, that You give us revelation of who Jesus is. Jesus, we thank You that You are our great and almighty Savior. We thank You that we get to have a moment at the well with You. That we get to spend time with You. I thank You for all that You've done for us. I thank You that for everything that You are going to do for us. Father, I just thank You. I pray over our community. I pray over our nation. I pray over everyone who's in attendance with us today in whatever form or fashion that is, Father, that you allow us this week to have that precious personal conversation with you this week. Father, I thank you for everything. In your Son's name I pray. Amen. God bless you all. Have a good week. Thank you.